Hey, Birthright Podcast listeners. Just a notice that due to health issues and family emergencies, this week's episode will be delayed. You can expect episode nine of Birthright next Wednesday on July 7th. And stay tuned for information about our season finale, the restoration final episode. Thank you so much for your love and support. And in the meantime, please enjoy this episode of Raising Rebels. Good morning, Glory. Good morning, Mom. So, Glory, what do you like most about your aunties? They're good aunties. They come on my birthdays. Mm. They don't forget my birthdays. They call us. They call. Stand up, bussing and fighting. Hi, Hi. I'm your... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Hi, I'm your host, Malika Radway, and this is Raising Rebels, a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children. Each episode features courageous conversations with parents and my three girls, Glory, Moxie, and Blue. So today very special episode of Raising Rebels, we are joined by one of my spiritual friends, emergent strategist, pleasure activist, and auntie to many, Adrian Marie Brown. Welcome, Adrian. Thank you. Oh, yay. <laughs> the crowd is going well. All the little babies out there. We're at the Mayday Space in Bushwick in Brooklyn. Yes. We are doing the second ever um, emergent strategy immersion that's happening outside of Detroit. Oh, so, wow. And this one is truly the most emergent. Like when we set our schedule for the year, we were like, we're doing these six cities and New York was not one of them. And then New York outraged, basically. I was like, what are you talking about? We'll see you on June 13th. And so here we are. <laughs> I'm just preparing and myself. people are literally for walking all, yes, in. It's yes, been a rainstorm. Yes, There's been yes. a car accident. Everyone's yes. okay. There's going to be, I but feel myself lot. already like <laughs> we're going to be like, in process and Absolutely. like I have no idea what's coming I'm yeah, gonna be either. I'm be having this <laughs> I'm be having this experience real time and um yeah. <laughs> so we like to start with um one word to describe how you're feeling right now right now mm, reverent mm. Mm-hmm. reverent I am feeling oh my gosh I feel awakened mm-hmm I'm mm, feeling. I'm feeling nice. awakened. I'm feeling like I see everything. Nice. Um. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am a Virgo oldest child of a military household. I grew up moving all the time. Um, mostly grew up in Germany and was born in Texas. Mm-hmm. Claimed Texas as a birthplace. Um, lived here in New York. Actually, you and the queen. You and the queen. Me. Actually, so many queens. So <laughs> it's been so exciting because it's like Beyonce. Obviously, Lizzo is also born in Houston. I know, I and know. And Megan The Stallion. So basically, okay, like I get it. I get almost it. everything Texas good is, right yes, now yes, is yes, coming out of Texas. I get it. I get but it. But there's just something grand, grandiose, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and both of my sisters were also born in Texas, so that feels special. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I'm an auntie um, to a lot, a lot, a lot of babies right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've just yesterday got to spend like smushy time with one of them who's like brand new, still brand new, like mm-hmm. less, almost six months. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. So um, 
you just said you have like yes. lots of nibblings, right? Yes. And so nibblings is this term for yes. children of our children siblings. Children of our sibling um, is gender neutral. Yep. And it, I learned it from Tanusha Jagannath, mm-hmm. who's based out of Chicago. And when I met her, she was running the Sage Community Acupuncture Clinic there. Um, and she's also an incredible writer. Um, but she passed that term along to me. And it was so liberating because I was like, my nephews and my ne- mm-hmm, it's just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who are these people? I don't know yet what they're going <laughs> to yes, choose to do yes, with themselves or who yes, they want to be. Yes. So, yeah. Awesome. So tell me what is your favorite thing to do with your nibblings? I really love to follow their play. So like, you know, be like, okay, what are we doing? Like, you tell me what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Like, are we dragons? Like, are we mermaids? Are we creating a video game? Like, what do we need to do right now? <laughs> and then kind of just following it and really letting myself relinquish the control of being like, I am a grown up and you are a kid. Mm-hmm. And sort of being like, how do you, how does this go? And I, I love that children on a regular basis can just be like, it's like this. And they're, and you can see them just like lighting up. They're seeing a whole separate world, a mm-hmm. whole another place and inviting you into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really, that's one of my favorite things to do is just be like, especially if I'm like, I have a whole day with my nibblings. Mm-hmm. When I go to take care of my sister's kids, I'm like, we'll just, I'm like, we have the whole day. It's summertime. Mm-hmm. Like, what's up, you mm-hmm. know? And one of them is literally like creating a video game, like a Star Wars fan fiction video game. Of course. One of them is writing a song a minute. And like, I gave her a little vocal recorder. So she like has a ukulele that she just got for her birthday. And she just like jamming on the ones. And so she's just like living her best life. And then the youngest one is like a comedian. And so it's just sort of like, you know, creating pretend, creating shows, but everything is hilarious. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So we like to start, um, podcast episode by doing a recollection and and so um today you know usually we do recollection so we can get in touch with our childhood selves yeah Um, many times when we're parenting or we're thinking about being with children as adults we think of it like from like bird's eye big versus thinking about who we are and who we were yeah um, as children so today when i was thinking about um the idea of being an auntie yeah um i came i was thinking about this idea of like my aunties and the people the community of people that i have to support my children Uh they very much are like my um, <laughs> understudies. Yes. And at times when I can't be available or yes. um, I feel so supported and so safe that like when I'm not there, there are this collective community of people, adults that can hold it. That's right. And so I wanted us to think about a recollection and want you to think about a time when you've been the understudy. Uh-huh. Um, and so pushing back as far as you can into your memory of a time where you like had to be the stand in or had to fill in a gap of a need that wasn't there. So it could have been a person or it could be just like an idea Uh of something like Mm. it's not here, not present. And I have to like fill in that gap. That's take a minute. Take as much time as you can. "Mm." (laughs) Mm. Yeah. I mean, something that's coming to mind is in high school, I was, my sisters were younger than me by three and a half and five years. And I feel like I remember there being a moment where I was like, oh, they're dating. Like they're starting to date people. And it's not a conversation in the house. Like it's not something they bring into the house. And I felt like, oh, my job right now is to make sure that they feel okay talking Mm -hmm. to someone about it. Mm -hmm. Like that it's like, you can talk to me about this, like Mm -hmm. what's happening. Mm -hmm. And yep, he's trifling. That's right. (laughs) You know, like just kind of like being a sounding board to Mm -hmm. be like, 
you know, the the tiny lessons that I had already figured out in high school mm-hmm. were like, be careful, mm-hmm. move slowly, and don't take it personally, mm-hmm. right? And just kind of like moving through where I'm like, you know, and that those lessons have continuously served me well mm-hmm, as an adult. Mm-hmm. But remembering that with my sisters of just sort of like, oh, like you're out here dating. And like, I remember one case where they both liked the same boy and I think one of them ended up going with him and the other didn't or what, I don't know. Oh, something messy, like messy, that. It was yes. messy, <laughs> you know, and just being like, it's okay. Yeah. Like none of this is going to last. Mm-hmm at all mm-hmm. like we're, we don't live in an age of high school sweethearts like mm-hmm. that's a very rare story mm-hmm. now so mostly mm-hmm. we live in an age of like this is just one of your experiments this mm-hmm. is just you know I don't think I had the language of experiment but I was just like girl he ain't you know don't yeah. worry about it mm-hmm. and I feel grateful because I feel like the channels that got opened up then held us through some very difficult times in sisterhood mm-hmm. um, and I look now at a lot of the children in my life and how it's like oh the bonding that they do in one area will help them move through some of the struggles they might have in another. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. I have a little sister too. And so many of my recollections, I realize go back to her. Yes. And I definitely have this, these memories of times where I didn't do it. I didn't stand in for my mother. Cause what I said to her, my mother would have never said to her, That's but right. was the place of like something that was missing around right. having these real conversations exactly. about where you are. Well, that's um, why I love what you said is like, it could be an idea and not necessarily mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm like my parents, you know, I, I am very blessed. We are very blessed because we had parents that were very much unconditionally loving mm-hmm, to us. Mm-hmm. And so even though there was stuff and we're still doing therapy around mm-hmm. some of the stuff, it was like the fun foundation was love. Absolutely. But like love doesn't cover all the bases, right? No. Love doesn't cover <laughs> no. most of the things that you need to no. talk about. Love holds back from because mm-hmm. it's so, you know, it's like, I don't want to break this. Mm-hmm. I don't want to push you towards anything, you know, like yeah. how, when do we talk about this? Yeah. Um, and so I feel like sisters aunties I was also initially thinking about some of the aunties of my life and just feeling really grateful like most of them I'm not very close to now Mm -hmm. because of as you get older and you start to learn about political beliefs Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. comes in Mm -hmm. but when I was younger I just remember aunties showed me to dance aunties showed me fashion aunties showed me that like there's times when it's good to actually break the rules Mm -hmm. and and have that Mm -hmm. grape soda or whatever Mm -hmm. like it's just like I just have like all these really sweet auntie memories mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. that now inform like how I show up as an auntie, which I'm like, my job is to make sure you understand that fabulous is important. Mm-hmm. Play is important. And listen to your parents, you know, like absolutely. <laughs> that kind of thing. Absolutely. And yeah. I, one of the memory when I was like pushing back for myself yeah. and around like what comes to mind for me for standing in. It's so interesting because yeah. it also was not necessarily a person, but an idea yes. when I was little. Not even little. When I was like 10 years old, 12 years old, we used to take these road trips to Florida. That's little. I know, right? But I feel <laughs> it's comparatively it's little. Con- I know. It's definitely littler than I am right now. But at the time, I felt so big. That's why like when, it, when I think of the memory, I don't feel little. I feel like a fully formed, which I was, but like I feel yeah. responsible and all that. Yeah. So we used to take these road trips from, I grew up in the Bronx, and we would drive to Florida. Okay, you Bronx. know, you guys, yeah. For sure. Okay, Bronx. What up? Um, and so if it wasn't for the Bronx, it was so yeah. many queens, so many <laughs> so queens many from queens. the Bronx. <laughs> and so we would drive down. And one year we went with um my younger cousin, like uh-huh. a whole like my uncle came and he brought his two sons and not and their mother didn't come. And wow, so wow. and my dad, it was my uncle and my dad, my three sisters, my two 
cousins and my dad and my uncle. That and we drove sounds like down. a massive adventure. Wow. Now in retrospect, it sounds like not a great idea. Not a great idea. But it worked out. But, it, worked, yeah. it, was, it worked out. It worked out. I'm here. We're talking. People, it's a lot of kids going on trips with dads. Generally, I'm just like, interesting. Let's it's see so, how this goes. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. And you, you, well, this is the gap, right? So I am, this is the gap. And so we're heading down. We're yeah. down there and there's no like mom energy in yeah. that space. And my little cousin, mm-hmm. he must have been maybe five. Yeah. So he was little, little. Like, I and need to eat. I know. Or just, I need like someone to hug me. Yeah. I need like someone to think about me when I'm in the pool. Exactly. I need someone to like look at me yeah um and it was like i i when i see home videos and i remember even at that time i was like i am playing this role of being his caretaker that's right during and i i no one told me i had to do it i had my my older sisters were there i have two older sisters and they were just like i'm I'm on the time for this we're in florida doing what we do and so i definitely have that feeling of like i was standing in and a lot of things that come with that is how i probably I was doing it so differently than yes. would have happened if it was his mother or anyone yeah. else. It was like, yeah, yeah. I was just kind of going with the flow around like what made sense to me. Well, and, and it's so- like you introduce yourself. Like I think at a very early age, you start to see, we each have in us a caretaker body, like a mm-hmm. caretaker self. And some people are very stingy caretakers, you know, <laughs> right? That's true. Like some people are like, um, I'm barely going to give it. Like I'll do it, but I don't want to, right? Mm-hmm. And some people are like, I'll over care for you. Like mm-hmm, I, you, mm-hmm, you come first before, mm-hmm. you know, like if you need At to pee, I will pee sometimes. on myself, you know, like whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, but I think that shows up very early. Like I love watching actually children care for each other. Like moments where, oh, you hurt yourself. I'm going to do medicine mm-hmm. on your arm or whatever. You just see kids start to be like, oh, you, you've you got natural care. Mm-hmm. In your system, mm-hmm. and all children have that, mm-hmm. and I love that when it starts to awaken. You're like, oh, I know, I can, I can care for you. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you, if you need, if you have a need, I can meet that need. Absolutely, it's very sweet. So, um, let's start talking about um, aunties. And when I was thinking about this episode, so interesting. Something that happened the last week, I was hearing all the pushback against the term auntie. Uh-huh. So I like, um, and I like to respect when people feel offended by something. So I was like yeah. really exploring it for myself. Do. Oh, people always do. Yeah. <laughs> and so I was like exploring it. And so how do you feel about being called auntie? I love it. Yes. And what do you think it means? It. I mean, for me, it really is like, it's so connected to sisterhood, mm-hmm. you know? So I'm just mm-hmm. sort of like, I am a sister to all of these different people in my life. Mm-hmm. And I've been grateful that I was given two sisters that I absolutely love and they're like my closest friends. Mm -hmm. And then I also have all these other sisters that I've gathered along my life. Mm -hmm. And then they've had all these children. And so there's this way that I'm like, I was an auntie, you know, even before any of the kids came along, I think I was like future auntie. Like I was like, I think I dreamt of being an auntie more than I ever dreamt of being a mom. Like I'm just sort of like, some people are like, I can't wait to have kids. And I'm like, I can't wait to hold other people's children. Like I can't wait to get to show up and be, you know, again, that I sort of take seriously, like, being fabulous, being flamboyant relative to children. Yes. Being like, like before I, any of the kids came into my life, I was already dressing in what I called happy style, mm-hmm. which the rule of is basically put on all the different colors and patterns and like different things you want to until a child would smile when they saw you. <laughs> right? Like that's happy it. style. I love it. Exactly. I love so it. I'm it's just so sort of better like, than like clown. Oh yeah. Right? Like it's oh, so yeah. like, it's like it's different Clowns way of looking at it. Yes. But what you just described makes so much sense. Exactly. But just being like, oh, and, and it does like when kids see me, especially yeah. when I've got my hair freshly dyed or whatever, yeah. and they're just like, 
you're a mermaid yes. or you know they're just like oh here's something else yes. and so I feel like auntie for me has always been in that precious zone mm-hmm. auntie often means wisdom mm-hmm. um, like I think when we apply it to people like an auntie Maxine or something mm-hmm. it's like what people mm-hmm. are actually saying in that is mm-hmm. like she's our elder sister mm-hmm. she's got wisdom she's got brilliance to bring to the table mm-hmm. um, and I think often it's interesting with the pushing back that I'm like you know, I hear people who are like, oh, it feels dismissive mm-hmm. or it feels like, and I'm just like, you know, it's not mammy, right? It's not, there's a lot of other things that I think could be encapsulated mm-hmm. in that space. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's really distinct. It's like, it's familial. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to claim the wisdom of someone, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. There's a way of being like auntie. Now, I think the thing that's really interesting is we live in this multiracial world. Mm-hmm. And to me, I really, all my aunties, you know, that I'm thinking are of black. are like black <laughs> yeah. or like black adjacent. Yeah, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. you're married to someone black. Your yeah, best friend yeah, yeah. is black. You know about black culture. Yeah. And so I think it's very interesting to live in this age where stuff is hopping the tracks. And it's like, oh, interesting. Oh, Wait, are people calling white people auntie? Well, not, I haven't heard people calling white people auntie, but I've definitely been around white people who called Maxine, Auntie Maxine. Ooh, Maxine Waters, right? I don't like, I and don't know I feel that about that. Of, exactly, right? Because it's like, well, hold up mm. now. You can't just claim me your auntie. So I think there's some to me, but I'm like, yeah. so I love being called auntie. Mm-hmm. I love, especially when a child I love calls me auntie, mm-hmm. which often is easier to say to them than my name. Mm-hmm. So my name will come out, auntie agent, auntie mm-hmm. Adrian, mm-hmm. Adrian, you know, like all these different things come out, mm-hmm. Adrian, mm-hmm. Um, but auntie is clear. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I for me, I was thinking about it too in this idea. To me, it feels like a way in which how gen like generations kind of connect and like yes. don't and, and also places where we don't understand each other that's right and it really is how this oppression becomes internalized that's right and i think that what what um people are trying to say when they say auntie or call someone is like a way of saying like reverence for this person exactly. and all so how and there's someone who way- can just like go off tell the truth yes. like and, there's and elements also, of that and also i think speaks to sometimes the, the the complexity of like the accountability. Yeah. So like if a white person or someone who like is an oppressor, you feel like said some shit, you might like go off on them. Yeah. And if an auntie says it, yeah. you might not like you like, yeah, and you want like, to, but you also have this reverence. Yeah. You have this reverence. It's not like you're not going to hold mm-hmm. them accountable. You don't know how to, but yeah. it's mixed. It's that like intersectionality. It's like yeah. all of it in together. And like auntie kind of like explains yeah. it. Like that's my auntie. Like I get it. There's something she, like, there. And I also think there's something about, truth where mm-hmm. I feel like with aunties I'm like I may not agree with what you've landed on but you have lived long enough to have landed there mm-hmm. right and you have and like I don't doubt that you have had the life experiences that landed you there and like so when I think about like my aunt Margaret my aunt Margaret right now is um living with cancer and it's a very tender, you know, she's a very special person to me. She's a person who really, she's Australian. And she taught me about, she, you know, for me, it was all together. It was like, oh, in Australia, everyone wears big prints all the time. And just like, <laughs> there's colors everywhere. It was just like very like tied together for yes. me that like you go over the top if you're from Australia. Oh, like, I love it. I love what it. What I now recognize is because I'm that same, now I think I'm that same energy to a child in my life is that I'm like, I'm 40. And what I know for sure is it doesn't really matter that much what other people think about you. Mm-hmm. And if 
someone wants to bully you for being different and all that stuff. I'm like, the truth is it doesn't matter. The truth is you'll be happier when you land into yourself mm-hmm. and you start to just be that unapologetically. The truth is you will find your people if you do that. All these things mm-hmm. feel true. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I earned all that truth, mm-hmm, right? Like it mm-hmm, wasn't just mm-hmm. something I had available when I was 16 and knew that I wanted to wear wild yeah, and, yeah, wild yeah, and yeah, amazing yeah, fashions. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it wasn't available to me then. I was like, I'm still so scared to be a human being. is so scary, yeah, yeah, especially yeah. that socialization, yes, middle yes. school, high school period. Yes. And so I think there's something about that that's like an auntie is someone who's like, I've lived long enough to tell you those things that you think matter so much. Mostly they don't. It gets better as you get older or whatever it is. Or, you know, I've, I've also had aunties in my life who are like, if you're not married by a certain age, things are going to get harder for you mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm like, that's your truth, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm, experience mm-hmm. something that shows you that that's your truth. Mm-hmm. Either you were married and you mm-hmm. saw women around you struggling because mm-hmm. that was how patriarchy was functioning mm-hmm, at that time. Mm-hmm. Or you didn't get married and you were the person who was like left out at family mm-hmm. affairs or whatever it is. Like you earn the right to have that be your truth. Mm-hmm. And like, I can honor that that's the truth that you've reached at this point in your life. And like, let's be in a conversation. And they say the thing, you know, like, I feel like they say the thing that then allows us to get into it. Exactly. Where like, sometimes your parents aren't prepared to exactly. say the thing. And so you can't even fight back. Or, you know, like we can't have real talk, but it's aunties like just go off on the mouth, like exactly. at all time. I feel like the distinction is like, you know, I might ask my mom, how are you? And she's like, I'm fine. And then I feel like I might ask my auntie, how are you? She's like, shit is hitting the fan. <laughs> Right. And it's like they're both talking about the same set of experience, the same moment, like all of it. And they're both telling the truth. Right. But it's like, right. These layers go together. I mean, (laughs) the auntie that comes to mind for me, like I have a lot of again, like and sometimes it's like my mother's friends, family friends, all of that. But we lived. um, Yeah, because auntie doesn't require blood. Oh, not at all. Not not even close. And my like my I have like a lot of aunts and aunties and we lived in a two family house and we rented the top floor and our landlords who were like family to us yeah. um, lived on the bottom floor. And that was my auntie Madge yeah. and auntie Madge was like everything still is everything to me. And when I think about her, she would tell all the truths. Yes. Like she would tell all the truth. And they weren't like, they were all her truths, but like they were all the truths <laughs> and you can say anything to her. Yes. And the thing she always like constantly made me feel and recognize is like, you are perfect. Yes. You know, like in a way, like when your parents, they can't always say that. They can't really show exactly. that to you all the time or like their head is so worried about raising you and like the connection exactly. to who you are as a person. Where and survival. Mad. Like they're like, yes. I've got to make oh sure gosh. you survive. Yeah, there's so much, yeah. there's so much weight there. And but I've been thinking like, do you know Kara Page? No. So Kara Page is this incredible healing justice basically pioneer, like basically one of the people who created the healing justice framework for us, started something called Kindred, was here actually in New York running the Audre Lorde project for a oh, long wow. time. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Um, but she's incredible. And she's one of the people who's interviewed in pleasure activism. And she tells this story about one of her aunties who used to make her stand in front of a mirror. And I love myself. I love my black body. I love you. I love myself. And just keep doing it. Every time she would see this auntie, she'd be like, okay, go get in front of the mirror mm-hmm. and just tell yourself you love yourself. Mm-hmm. And it it moves me because I'm like, that's that auntie shit. You yeah, know, like that's yeah, that stuff yeah. where like aunties will be like, listen, what I see is that this is going on. And I feel like that I'm doing that with a lot of kids in my life right now where I'm like, change is God. God has changed. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot going on, but your job is just to love you. Our job is to keep you safe, but your job is just to love you. What do you think are some differences from being an aunt and being a mom. 
Besides, um, you know... Well, when you're sorry. an aunt, the mom will tell you to back off. Also, you're not around as much. So you're like, oh my god, I missed so much. Well, what do you think are some differences? Well, Moxie said, plus, like, you don't make the rules for the child. You just have to stand there <laughs> while they make mistakes. And their child screams, and then they tell you, I can handle it. But you know. You know they can't. <laughs> um, do you have any advice for mom? Nah. Any, nah. any advice I give her, she already knows. So I have a question. Okay. Okay. So I'm about to be an auntie. My young, my baby <gasps> sister is having her first baby. Yay! Any day now. Oh my gosh! Like right yeah, now, like, it could be literally happening. Due date is on Ooh. the 22nd. Like, it, like okay. Soon. And this is like the strawberry rose. No, moon, it's happening. Full moon it's happening. Window. It's happening. That's a good time it's for happening. a birth. It's okay, happening. good. And um, I have three daughters. <laughs> yeah. So she's been auntie to yes. them for a very long time. So we're having about we're about to have this like role reversal. Beautiful. And I'm, Yes, and. <laughs> yes, and. So. You might not have much of a role reversal. Well, I just say. Yes, 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 <laughs> yes, yes. We'll see. Yes, we're seeing all of we'll that. See. All of that is happening. And so I'm like giving her feedback uh-huh. as like even in utero, like how yeah. they, I'm giving her feedback. And the whole time I've been parenting, she's been giving me feedback, yes. right? And sometimes the response to her feedback, I have to admit, has felt like, well, you don't have kids. You, you know, don't like, really you don't know, know what it's like. I know you've exactly. heard it. I know you've yes, heard it. I know sure. you've heard it. I apologize because I have <laughs> put that energy out into the world. I've grown a lot. I'm like, I would never do that now, but I remember being a new mom and like... But it's also very true. I mean, I have never heard it from a mom who I didn't, I, who didn't immediately make me like, let me take a step back because I don't know, right? Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I have been, I, I work both as an auntie, but I also work as a doula. And there's been times where I was just like, what you're doing right now, like, you know, I'm like, I'm up with you. It's 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. This baby has been crying for three hours. They are cluster feeding. They're feeding off of your body. Like you're the person who also co-created this child is asleep. Like, you know, like <laughs> all, all this stuff is happening. And I'm just like, I, I don't actually know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And so me sitting here being like, have you tried, you know, yeah, turning yeah, the baby's yeah. head so it's more facing your breast directly or whatever coming up. And then and just hearing that, like, I tried every. and I don't you know like that energy I'm like let me respect that because actually the role of uh, to me those first months especially of motherhood Mm -hmm. um, are impossible in a way that like you get through it and you don't really look back and Mm -hmm. then you do it again sometimes but you Mm -hmm. you know it's sort of like it is actually, you know, I'm like, I think people give so much advice to women mm-hmm. um, on things that they don't understand or can't understand. Mm-hmm. And I, so mm-hmm. I'm like, some of it, you know, there's a justified that. level. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Now, you may not yeah. have been kind. No, I, yeah. And, I, and I'm not, you know, not even <laughs> like, I, I definitely, tr- like, I'm, I feel like I'm kind and I'm, I definitely lead with love. Yeah. Um, but also this idea of giving the space for the understanding. Absolutely. And I think sometimes that can be hard. Absolutely. And when you're getting feedback as a mother, yeah. right, around the thing, first of all, that you're you're busting your ass to do, you're yes. like to your best of your ability, but you can't see everything. That's right. And very much often the aunties are like the blind, they're watching the blind spots. Yeah. They're seeing the things you can't see. You're trying to cover My, it They're all. trying to like, mm-hmm. 
and like my kids will sometimes call their auntie or their grandma and then I'll get a call from auntie and grandma like did you talk to Moxie about yes. you know what she's she's really upset about what happened at school exactly. yesterday and I was like why is what? she calling you why didn't she you know like why yeah, is she telling yeah, me yeah. and there's for so many reasons yes. you know like you're too you don't have energy she can't That's be right. heard or whatever and it's so right. helpful to me to know that there are like blind spots that they then um that then get to come in and like show me and all of it. But then there are times when it's really like hard to hear it. You know what I mean? Like you're not in a space to hear it. And so, and we don't get taught those skills of like, mm -hmm. how can you assess if this is a good moment to have this conversation? Mm -hmm. Right. And then there's certain topics that are like, it's never a good moment for this conversation. We're going to have it right now. (laughs) Do you know what I'm saying? Um, Like, I feel like I find those moments where, you know, I'm like, uh, (laughs) you know, this thing is out of pocket or yes. this thing is unacceptable. Yes. And especially when someone else's kids, right? Yes. Where I'm like, are you paying attention? Are you able to pay attention? And sometimes, like, I feel like over time that mm-hmm. has become a way that I approach uh, my auntie work is sometimes just being like, you probably saw this and I just want to make sure, mm-hmm. you know, or a lot of times I'll, I'll ask, like, how can I be in solidarity with how you want to parent? Ooh, I love that. With this, yeah. Oh, write that down. How can I be in solidarity with how you want to parent yes. around this particular thing or yes. that particular thing? Because, you know, I think grandparents and aunties mm-hmm. and friends all need to be asking that question mm-hmm. of parents. Because so much of the stress I see, especially for young moms, mm-hmm. is like, I may have never done this before. But I read every book. I've got an instinct in my system. Mm-hmm. I know how I want to do this. Mm-hmm. And and this is where I think it's going to be challenging for you is especially for people who are like, well, I already have a kid and let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's like seeing your parenting journey as just one parenting yes. journey. Yes. And that knowing that your sister's going to choose her own parenting journey yes. and other people will choose their own. And there's something about being able to say, like, how can I be in Like, I have a friend who is super into like hygiene at a level that's really 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 high Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. so like anyone who comes around her child it's like you wash your hands the child's gonna wash her hands again everyone's gonna wash we're gonna wash every surface Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. everything right Mm -hmm. and then I also most of the other mothers in my life are like eat what like is it if it's on the floor it's protein you know what it is it's just like whatever it's just like you know living at a different standard and for me being like how do I be in solidarity with both of those moms or all of those different kinds of ways of mothering in a way that's not like one of these is right or wrong but it's just like this is how you're raising your child this is how you're raising your child Mm -hmm. how do I be in solidarity with all that Mm -hmm. I think that my future nibbling is so fortunate that I got to have this conversation with you before Before they they showed up. Future nibbling blessings. Future nibbling. Because this idea of how do I be in support and solidarity with you around how you're choosing to parent gives gives so much space for the auntie to be like the safe space for the kid and also like in community with. You know, exactly. the parent. And that's because what you need. Hi, in the ideal scenario, right, you want, because I think this is the mistake that a lot of times I hear grandparents make of like, well, my job is to spoil them. And mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. no, like no one should be like in the spoiled sense of like spoiled fruit or spoiled something. Like mm-hmm. we don't want that kind of spoiling. Mm-hmm. Our job, I love the idea of like spoiling black children, yes, of like too. giving black children everything they need, giving children who, you know, when you're raising free children yes. by parents of oppression, it's like not to send them down a road where it's like luxury is the answer. Answer yes, or like yes. over having of stuff is the answer, yes. but I do think that, that's there's something the same around thing as freedom. Like exactly, that is not right? the same thing. I'm as like, freedom. my job is to protect your freedom, and the with emphasis on the protect, right? Mm-hmm. That I'm like, 
I need to make sure you're safe. Your parents are thinking about how you're safe. I want to be aligned with that. So like I pay attention to stuff like, hey, I saw the kids were, you know, on YouTube watching this thing. That doesn't mm-hmm. seem aligned with like what we're trying to do. Yes. And they'll be like, it's not. But like as a parent, I'm like, you know, they're trying to trek yeah. 20 million things. Absolutely. And as the auntie, I'm like, I'm just visiting. I'm just paying attention to them. Like that's all, so you know, helpful, that's my though. job is it's to be like, so I think this is a line that you want to hold. And I need to actually be in solidarity with that or it really confuses their yes. child. Right. Yes. And yes. so I think I see grandparents and aunties and others do that a lot. They could confuse the child because they're like, oh, your mom says this, but I'm going to let you do it while you're with oh, me. Right. Yes. Or your mom says no sugar, but I'm gonna let you do it while you're with me. Instead of being like, your mom says no sugar. Have you ever had passion fruit? Right. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. Yes. It's a, you know, yes. and like, I'm like that way. I'm like, I'm still giving you fruit. Yes. It's still in solidarity with what your mom wants you yes. to have, but it's still wild and beautiful and something you may not have had mm-hmm. before. And like, so it's something that's special about us being together. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, then you also, I mean, you know, like you added, yeah. you also, when you're talking about your aunt in Australia yes. and like who you are now, I was thinking like, you make like, oh, are you Detroit? Yes. You're my Detroit now. You're, like, you're my vision of what Detroit is. Yeah. And it's so bright. It's exactly. so beautiful. Exactly. It's not the nine mile only. Like it's like, yeah, exactly. it's like, exactly. it's like, it's very bright. She's so right. bright right now. Um, <laughs> and so it's this idea of you fully being yourself and me saying, I want to be in it with, I want you to yeah. spend time with that auntie and I know that person fully who they are then it all can happen there right like so if I know like no you're in your house you got nothing but Cheetos and Nanolators and I send the kid over there like I have some sense either I'm gonna have a conversation with you or I'm like that's who you are all right we're starting we're in this amazing thing don't be in you know, don't go to your home, right? It's just yes, like, take my kids yes, to the park, yes, <laughs> right? Yes, your house yes. is like a den of, yes. you know, horrific practice or whatever. Yes. Like, I also think there's that part, which is just <laughs> sort of like, I think I've seen a lot of my, because I am one of many women in my life who has chosen not to have children and, or who hasn't had children for whatever reason. And so it's showing up in this on, in these auntie roles. And one of the things that, one of the benefits of not having kids is that you still get to experiment with being messy for a lot longer, Mm -hmm, right? You just get mm -hmm, to be like, "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if I've tried, you know, going through a stage where I'm drinking too much, Mm -hmm, you know, whatever it is, mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So, and you know, we don't recognize these experiments necessarily when we're going through them, but I just have all these women in my life now who are like, oh, oh, like we're the other path, right? Like Mm -hmm. we're the path often that's like, maybe you go along the path where you do all the stuff you were supposed to do and you Mm -hmm. graduate in a certain way and you get married in a certain way and you start having kids and da 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 maybe it goes differently than that but like we're the other other path where for most of human existence we've been seen as like some kind of a failure of woman right Mm -hmm. like or some kind of a we are only supposed to be in service to other women Mm -hmm, or something like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I think now we're in this really interesting moment where like patriarchy is actually falling apart for real for real it's good news and then all of us (laughs) there's a lot of us who are looking at each other and like this is very exciting, actually. Yes. Like not being roped into a patriarchal relationship mm-hmm. is thrilling to mm-hmm. me. Like I'm so happy for all the people who I did not marry in my <laughs> 20s, right? Not having my own children yeah. gives me this huge liberation to now be a good auntie to mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. many children, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, oh, I have reserves. I have energy. Like I can show up right now. I've got like so many different parents in crisis around me. And I'm like, I can't do everything, but I can show up. I can give the child an excellent time mm-hmm. and a lot of really focused, loving, steady attention that they're, mm-hmm. I'm like, you can count on this. Mm-hmm. This is going to be here 
forever. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is just keep yourself going, keep loving yourself. And Mm -hmm. I'm going to be right here. Mm -hmm. And this is life. We're going to get through it. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful that I dodged all the different bullets that might have like made it impossible for me to show up in this way for this moment. And to look around and see a whole community of willing and ready and capable aunties out Mm -hmm. there who are like, there's nothing lesser about our lives. Now we are ready to show up fully for our babies. You know, thank you. Thank you so much for so many things. But I want to say, like, (laughs) Like, if I had to think of one is like doing what aunties do. And that's like making space. Yeah. Well, I mean, thank you so much because I literally am sending one of my beloved nibblings to the Brooklyn Free School. You are. You are. I just like was like so excited to hear about that. I'm like so excited. You're recruiting just like, uh, excuse me. Do you live anywhere near New York? Because there's a, a whole experimental situation yes, happening, yes, you know? Yes, so, yeah. It is. It is. <laughs> I'm like, thank, thank you, you for so much. That we vision. love you so much. Thank um, you. We're happy you're in the world. Thank um, you. Bye. Stand up, bussing, and fighting. We did it. We did we it. We freaking did it. Thank you for listening. We wish you the best of luck along your parenting journey. And know that I have your back. Don't you be like a devil when I plead with sounds called a rebel, rebel, rebel. This podcast was produced by Domino Sound. How you mean? So it is about 5.30 on Wednesday morning, June. I don't even know what today's date is. Give me a minute. I think the 20th is Thursday, 19th, on June 19th. Um, and I got a phone call that my sister is in labor. Um, and my little nibbling is on their way. And so we're getting dressed in Brooklyn and heading to the Bronx um, to prepare for their arrival. I'm going Good morning. Hi. Excuse me. Can we help you? Um, my sister? You got me, babe. Mm-hmm. I'm your ride or die anyway. Yeah. Hold hands. Hold hands. Mm-hmm. We love him so much. We love you so much. Javon, it's time. Oh my god. Our baby's coming. No, four centimeters is a lot of centimeters. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm serious. How are you feeling? Are you feeling ready? I'm, you know, I'm kind of in shock. I don't know. (laughs) I really thought I had some time. Wait, 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 Push, 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 push
push. Come on, push. Two, come on, three, come on, four, five. Yep, yep, seven, yes. Push, 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 push. Come on, push. Two, three. Stop. 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 